For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. NFL free agency is in full swing. March Madness is also here. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Yeah, 365, 24-7, regardless on what sport it is. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. And you talking about March Madness. You think we'd be talking about basketball, but we're talking about football. What's going down in the free agency? What's going down with Tom Brady coming back? And, of course, Mark, we got to talk about Mitchell Trubisky to the Pittsburgh Steelers. An absolutely loaded episode today of the Believe in Steelers podcast, Ike. And I've got to fill out my bracket later tonight as well. But before you tune in and listen to today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast, I want our viewers and listeners to head over to betonline.ag, Use your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online where the game starts. Cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Berg, and joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, we're moving up in the world. Some changes over at the Believe Network, not just podcasting now. We've been doing video now for about a year, but I wanted to let our listeners and viewers know some changes to the network, there's still going to be the great programming that we have week in and week out. Always a pleasure chopping it up with you. Number 24, Ike Taylor. What's up, Mark? You know they say you got to evolve, and we definitely evolving. We're not only evolving, you and I, with the show, but the Believing Network is definitely evolving. So that's good news. And again, we will still come to you each and every week. But if you notice some changes to the Believe social media handles, just know that we are getting more and more and more as a network into video content. And that's for the viewers of the Believe Network as well. So exciting stuff there. We're going to continue on. But we have a loaded show today because free agency is right around the corner. There's already been some moves underway Tom Brady upstages selection Sunday and unretires. And I thought that was going to lead today's show. But we find out Mitch Trubisky signing a two-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quarterback of the future, what say you, Ike Taylor? Man, it's kind of head-scratching. Um, what I've seen with Mitchell Trubisky and what he did with a good defense with the Chicago Bears, it was okay. Um, they say sometimes the change of venue was good for a person so and we and hit the reset button, but uh, we also have a good defense. But time will tell with Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell Trubisky is exactly who he is. He's an eight and eight quarterback, my personal opinion, regardless of whether you put some good receivers around him, regardless of whether you put a good defense around him with a, with a hell of a uh, running back and Najee. That's just me, my personal opinion. Um, just because you win the first round don't mean you're going to play like a first round. You know, quarterback. Uh, it's not his fault that he went first round, but at the same time, 
Um, I'm not trying to knock Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm just saying uh, the, the two guys between Mason and Dwayne, I'd rather let them just fight it out and draft the guy between Pickett or, or Malik Willis. But um, I guess Pittsburgh thinking, man, they don't have an opportunity or won't have an opportunity to trade up or get one of these two guys between Pickett and Malik Willis. So you got to get what's the best other option. And that was Mitchell Trubisky. So Tom Mattel, um, I thought it was an okay move. I didn't like the move at all, Mark. Um, I think I've seen enough of Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I think Mitchell Trubisky is a not to knock anybody like a Nick Foles. Uh, you know, just a guy who can 8-8, eight and eight, he can win you some games. Now, if you want to talk about an upgrade as far as like being mobile, he definitely is mobile. Um, I think we talked about Mitch Trubisky last week when uh, Josh Allen gave him a, you know, a heck of a compliment and said, you know, he's highly underrated. I don't think people understand, you know, how good Mitch Trubisky is. Um, I do understand because I saw enough tape on him to understand what he was. I thought Josh Allen was being a heck of a teammate and giving his guy compliments. So, Tom Mattel, um, but that's just where I'm at. If you look at that division, uh, if you look at just that quarterback locker room for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know if you want to say that's a huge upgrade, um, especially when you got to play Baker, you know, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson when he comes back. So we shall see. But I definitely didn't like that uh, at all. I definitely didn't like this this two-year deal. Yeah, Ike, we actually have breaking news here on the show, too. J.C. Jackson's getting a five-year deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. So more upgrades on the Chargers defense. We're going to talk a little bit about their signing of Khalil Mack a little bit later in today's show, but breaking news here, which we don't always have on Believe in Steelers, but had to make mention of that. Now, going back to Trubisky, Ike, uh, the the case for him would be this. He's a mobile quarterback. He can move around. I'm not sure he was quite utilized in the right way in Chicago because remember, when he was the second overall pick of the 2017 draft, who was the Chicago Bears head coach? Oh, yeah, John Fox. It wasn't Matt Matt Nagy who has since been fired. He was never Matt Nagy's guy in Chicago. And the case for him would be, well, Trubisky led the Bears to two playoff appearances in a three-season span. So that would be the case for him. He does have some nice mobility. But what he struggles with, Ike, is his ability to read progressions and his ability to pass the ball down the field. And that's where I think he will continue to struggle. We'll see how much he learns in what was almost like you know, a graduate level course in this past year with the Buffalo Bills sitting under Josh Allen, learning from Brian Dable. We'll see what he learned, but I really think this signals that the Steelers are not going to draft a quarterback with the 20th overall pick. And they probably figured by the time they select at number 20 overall, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis aren't going to be there. So probably from the Steelers standpoint, they figure, let's see what we've got in Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and now Mitchell Trubisky, who Trubisky, I expect to be the opening day starter to start the 2022 season with this signing. I expect him to be the starter. And I know it's going to be a quarterback competition, but the Steelers probably figured by the time they would pick at number 20, the guy that they would need to select who could be big Ben Roethlisberger's heir wasn't going to be there. So between those three, three guys, Trubisky, Rudolph and Haskins, one of them is going to get the opportunity to start and make a name for themselves. But I, I had to make the case for Trubisky in terms of what the Steelers thought process was in signing him to a two-year deal. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between him and Mason Rudolph? 
you know? I think Trubisky is much more mobile, much more mobile than Rudolph is, Ike. But that, to answer your question, but I I hear what you're saying. So I'm not going to disagree with the mobility part, but at the same time, I think at one point in time with Khalil Mack was with Chicago when he was healthy, Chicago had a better defense overall than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They created more turnovers than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their running game at the time was better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when you want to talk about a wide receiver core, I think the I think the wide receiver core for the Pittsburgh Steelers trump the Chicago Bears wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, don't don't get it twisted. That defense won't give it nothing but 13, 13.7 to fourteen points. You know, at the time when it was in a headache with Mitch Trubisky as as being a starter, and what everybody kept saying, man, we just can't get over that hump on scoring on scoring uh on scoring points on the offensive side. And this was at a time where they were scoring a lot of points on the defensive side for Chicago. So Years have went by. I think that was three or four years ago. Time will tell. Yep. He was under uh, he was with the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see if he, you know, if he matured as far as like being a quarterback, especially throwing the downfield. But um, I don't know, Mark. I, I'm just, it's it's hard playing quarterback in the NFL. Usually, what you are is what you are, especially if you have enough tape. Um, but far as like the mobility part, yes, he's an upgrade mobile wise when it comes down to Pittsburgh Steelers and what they had last year. Yes, he's a little bit more mobile than Mason Rudolph. Yes, he's a little bit more mobile than Dwayne Haskins, but we shall see is what I'm saying. I thought it was an okay acquiring from the free agency standpoint for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It didn't it didn't it didn't tickle my Twitter so say. <laughs> and Ike, you're talking about that twenty eighteen season when Trubisky actually made the Pro Bowl, believe it or not, as maligned as he's been as a quarterback in this league. But it's also what have you done for me since then? And he actually got benched by Matt Nagy in the 2020 season for not living up to being that second overall pick. And remember, the Bears traded assets to move up to be able to draft Trubisky. It's the same draft that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson got drafted in as well, Ike. But you're talking about that 2018 season, the infamous double doink game where kicker Cody Parkey hits it not once off the upright, but twice, and they lose in the playoffs to the Philadelphia Eagles. That was really the best football we saw out of Mitchell Trubisky in the 2018 season and what was his second year in the league. And again, it's been several years since then, and what have you done for me lately? Served as Buffalo's backup this past season. I'm also curious to see what that figure, what the details of the contract wind up being in Pittsburgh because uh, I'll say this, I mean, if it brings out the best in Rudolph Haskins and Trubisky, maybe you can get a quarterback of the future on the cheat. I just don't see it with any of the three of them. I think this is more of a stopgap, Ike, to figure out, okay, what are the Steelers going to potentially do next offseason, whether it's a trade, uh, whether it's through the draft, whether it's through free agency. I think the Steelers just looked at overall, okay, Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Aaron Rodgers is staying put in Green Bay. Who else is available from a free agent standpoint? And they decide to go with Trubisky, considering, again, we really like Kenny Pickett. We really like Malik Willis in the 2022 draft, Ike. But by the time the Steelers pick at number 20 overall, I would be shocked if either of those players are there. Agreed. Okay, Ike, we will move on. Uh, Tom Brady, unretiring. And I can't say that I was surprised, but Ike, I was at the TV station in North Carolina yesterday, and we've got three ACC schools in our backyard. So we've got NC State as a number one seed from the women's standpoint, North Carolina women's make it, and then Duke and North Carolina, Duke a two seed, 
North Carolina men's in eight seed. And I'm watching Bracketology. I've got it on ESPN. And Adam Schefter comes on my screen, Ike. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Tom Brady, leave it to Tom Brady to upstage Selection Sunday. And we've got cross sports programming going on ESPN, upstaging Selection Sunday. It was, it broke my brain, Ike. I'm not going to lie to you. Tom Brady said, man, I can't take this at home. Like, <laughs> hell with this, man. I almost had an in, uh, 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 MVP season with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Why the hell should I retire now? Y'all kids getting on my nerves. I'm trying to I'm trying to spend time with my lovely wife. Y'all keep hopping in the damn bed. I can't even get my good on. Man, you know what? My ass going back to football. And I don't blame Tom Brady. That's exactly what he should have did. Because if Aaron Rodgers didn't have that MVP season like he had last year, you damn sure would have had to think about Tom Brady because Tom Brady didn't play bad at all. Yeah, he's going to be 45, but at that 45-year-old playing that quarterback position, Tom Brady is de- definitely an uplifter when it comes down to a team. When you want to have a chance to win the ball game, who you call Tom Brady? When you want to have a chance to give somebody the ball with three minutes left, as far as like quarterback-wise, who you going to get the ball to Tom Brady? When you're looking for just a natural leader, who you looking for? Tom Brady. So that's just Tom Brady in general, man. He's just a natural-born leader. And he just got the good. So when it comes down to Mr. Clutch, call his name. But, yeah, Tom Brady, man, he wound up spending 45 days at the crib. And like, you know what? This ain't me, man. I still got some gas left in the tank. Even though the gas prices are sky high right now, man, somebody going to pay for me to come see him. I, I got to get an EV stat ASAP. <laughs> uh, um, Tom. The fact that Tom is coming back uh, says a lot what happened with his retirement. I, I, my, my personal opinion, somebody said something that leaked out of him retiring and he wasn't really satisfied with that. And that kind of that kind of irked him. He knew he was coming back a couple of weeks ago. So the fact he told a couple of people he was coming back and that didn't leak out, that kind of he was kind of like, you know what, okay. I can trust these few guys, and one of those guys was Coach Bruce Aarons. Mm-hmm. So that was good to see. But, yeah, he, he still got something left in the tank. So you ain't got to – Tom was never mobile. He never was a mobile quarterback. But Tom rushed for the longest rushing yards of his career last year at the age of 44. So when you see a young man at the age of 44 doing what he did, playing the way he plays, still at a high level, still at a Pro Bowl level, it's like, man, why should I retire? Now, they say once you get that old, you kind of fall off the cliff. For me, it's going to be hard to, to see Tom Brady fall off the cliff because he always been that style of quarterback. He, he never really was athletic. He's been he's been a mastermind when it comes to shuffling and sitting in that pocket. He's been a mastermind between reading defense and understanding exactly what you want to do. He's been a mastermind looking at his and looking at his matchups. So Tom has seen everything. He's been around the world four or five times when it comes down to the NFL and being on that field. So when you got a guy like that, uh, you take the mobility part out of it. You talk about a chess game. You talk about the IQ. There's nobody more savvier. There's nobody who have a higher IQ than Tom Brady. So, yes, if I'm still in shape, if I'm still able to work out with my wife because she, do, because she does jujitsu, if I'm still able to eat clean and live clean and, 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 and be clean, you got them right, man. I'm going to give myself a chance. So, yes, Tom Brady should have came out of retirement and go for his 23rd season in the NFL. Yeah, Ike, you mentioned Tom Brady falling off a clip. How about leading the NFL in completions, pass attempts, passing yards, and touchdown passes 
in the 2021 season. The Bucks are going to reload. I know they've got salary cap problems. And initially I thought, hmm, this is going to be good news for the Steelers. But, and the reason why would be that the Buccaneers would be one less team that they'd have to compete against to sign a quarterback. We find out the news about Mitchell Trubisky, which there's a lot to be seen with that from the Steelers standpoint. Now the Steelers will also play the Buccaneers and probably Tom Brady at some point in the 2022 season at Heinz field. We don't have the full schedule and we don't have the exact date yet, but we do know that the Buccaneers and Steelers play in Pittsburgh this upcoming season. And, and Ike, it's really quarterback roulette. But again, I thought, Initially, hmm, this might be good for the Steelers, but the Buccaneers are going to be re reload because I know Ryan Jensen, the center, was one player that the Steelers had their eye on. Jensen's already tweeted back that he's going to re-sign with the team even if they have to restructure his deal because who wouldn't want to play with the GOAT, even at age 45, considering he still has gas left in the tank, right. and he's going to try to win one more Super Bowl. He's trying to get to number eight. And so I would expect the same thing with Rob Gronkowski, too. We're, we're talking right now on March 14th, Ike, and you're looking at the Buccaneers, tough odds to get all of their remaining players back. And I'm talking about Gronk, Jensen, Alex Kappa, Carlton Davis, Leonard Fournette, Jordan Whitehead, Nadama Kinsu, Jason Pierre-Paul. And don't forget about the retirement of Ali Marpet as well. They're not going to get all of those players back, but I'd expect them to get a lot of them back. They'll restructure their contracts so they can play with the GOAT one more time. That's the effect that Tom Brady has. And again, there are only a handful of people who could make significant enough news in the sports world to say, you know what? <laughs> Throw out the rundown for Selection Sunday. We got to talk about Tom Brady coming out of retirement to return for his 23rd year in the NFL. Ike. Like I said, it broke my brain yesterday. Yeah, you don't need everybody back. When you got Tom Brady coming back, you definitely don't need. The guys you just named, They've been under Tom Brady for two years. So, yeah, you can get rid of some veteran guys. You can you can now let the young guys rock because now they understand and know the expectations, not only for the organization, but just being around Tom Brady, who's the ultimate leader, who, who, who who's the guy, who's a man's man when it comes down to football. So, nah, you shouldn't and you don't want to sign everybody back. You want to sign the key pieces so you think that can surround Tom Brady. And if Tom Brady does leave a couple more years, Man, you still got these young guys who understand what it is to be a Tampa Bay Buck, point blank period. So, yeah, I think now, man, you don't need to sign the veteran guys anymore. You don't need to go out of the way. Yeah, you got some you got some cap issues, but you can definitely fix that. But the fact Tom Brady is back, the fact that these young guys have been, been around Tom Brady for a course of a couple of years, they understand now what it is to be a professional. That's the Tom Brady effect. If I could ask Brady one question, it would be, at what point did he realize he was going to come back? But then why announce your retirement in the first place? And remember when he did that now, 41 days ago, the word initially leaked on Twitter, Ike, because it was the TB12 official Twitter account that said, and that confirmed it to say the goats hanging up his cleats, but now he's coming back. The timing of upstaging selection Sunday is pretty unbelievable. Now, the Buccaneers' salary cap standpoint, they're $3 million over the cap. Effective cap space, that number is about $6.7 million. So they're going to need to get creative on which players they'll keep, which players they'll let go. One more silver lining from a Pittsburgh standpoint, too, Ike. Ben Roethlisberger, unless he decides to come back, will get to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the lone quarterback of the 2027 class when he becomes a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, seven was going to be good regardless. So 
I'll well, yeah, but I mean, part. a lot of Steelers fans felt that Brady was going to upstage Big Ben in that 2027 class, which will not happen now. That's the point. I'm yeah, you got you got down right. That's Tom Brady. That's the GOAT. He's going to upstage a lot of people when it comes <laughs> yeah. down to, uh, to, to, to getting into the Hall of Fame. He's just going to take over the show. That's just what it is. But, you know, the following for the Pittsburgh Steelers is very huge. It's nationwide. It's I'm sorry, it's worldwide. It ain't nationwide, it's worldwide. But at the same time, man, just Tom Brady coming back is definitely going to be exciting. Tom Brady was like, wait, hold up. So Russell Wilson going to the AFC? And I saw what I can do against Aaron Rodgers, and I got I just got to go through Matthew Stafford. Hey, baby, you got to let me slide one back. You got to let me slide one more year, man. Give your boy one more chance, man. This is a, I'm going to win this one this year. So he just was a couple of players away. That's all. But they're gonna be better this year. So the the NFC gonna be the NFC gonna be tough between Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, if I'm Tom, I'm looking at Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers like, man, y'all know who are already good. So I see why he came back. When people ask me about your analysis, Ike, that's probably the best point made on today's show. He's got to be looking <laughs> at the NFC, Ike. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. If you're looking at the AFC, you got to go against Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow and Jackson and Russell Wilson. I mean, I could keep going. From the NFC, you've got Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, and a bunch of young, unproven quarterbacks at this point in their career. Brady's got to be looking around like, yeah, I can win the NFC again. When people ask why you're the absolute best, Ike Taylor, remember this clip. Right there, in all honesty, I because that is just the honest, the honest truth. Appreciate you, bro. Okay, NFL free agency, Ike, the two-day negotiating period is underway. It started today on Monday at noon Eastern time. Free agency officially gets underway on Wednesday, four p.m. Eastern time. But I want to make the case. I want the Steelers to go after Bobby Wagner. 31-year-old free agent, an eight-time All-Pro linebacker, a tackling machine. He is going to be expensive. He made $13.4 million in the 2021 season. But if you want to talk about improving the middle, you want to talk about improving your run defense, Steelers need a linebacker because Robert Spillane's uh, a restricted free agent. He could learn uh, and teach a lot to Devin Bush. And the Steelers also have to decide by May 2nd, about Devin Bush's fifth-year option on his rookie contract, too. So, Ike, I know Wagner was an absolute staple in Seattle. We always talk about showing up the middle and showing up the running game. He's out there. He's going to come with the hefty price tag. Why not go get Bobby Wagner? Man, you can cut the price tag. We can work something out when it comes down to the price. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bobby Wagner would love to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sure Bobby Wagner would love to play for you know, uh, defense, especially Brian Flores and Coach Tomlin. I'm sure Bobby Wagner would love to be in that black and gold because when it comes with that black and gold, you're talking about tradition. I'm sure Bobby Wagner would love to be in, in that AFC. I'm sure he would love to play in that cold. I'm sure he would love to play at Heinz Field. That's just Bobby Wagner. When you talk about Bobby Wagner, you're talking about actually a Pittsburgh Steeler on his style of play. Bobby Wagner gives the Pittsburgh Steelers depth. Bobby Wagner gives the Pittsburgh Steelers a high IQ. Bobby Wagner gives a young Pittsburgh Steelers inside linebacker group, hey, this is how you be a professional for 10-plus years at doing this 24-7, 365, 17 weeks out of the year. Yes, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers should get Bobby Wagner. I think Bobby Wagner not only offers a lot on the field, I think Bobby Wagner is just a 
off-the-field leader. And you saw that when it came down to the Seattle Seahawks, not only what he did on, but off the field as well. So, yeah, I think Bobby Wagner have, you know, a few gallons left in his tank. I'm thinking three years, four years max when it come down. But he would definitely help us for Lane and Devin Bush and give Devin the linebacker position. He would definitely show them guys what it is to be a professional, an all-time pro bowl so, and an all-pro. So, yes, I think, like I said before, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers should really consider very hard on signing Bobby Wagner and figuring out a deal with him doesn't hurt their cap. They already got a cap room. So you got a guy, Devin Bush, who's coming off a, a injury. Um, it probably is going. It, it probably will take him this offseason to be back to what he was. Don't get me wrong, Spillane played his ass off. You can't knock Spillane. But it also gives you some more depth at the inside linebacker. So, yes, Pittsburgh, if y'all listening to the Believe Network uh, show right now, especially with Mark and I, make sure y'all gravitate and get Bobby Wagner because he definitely is a stiller. 100% Ike. Now, I think at least one of these players would need to go if you bring in Bobby Wagner because Spillane and Marcus Allen are both restricted free agents. What that well, means Mark, is- Mark, Mark got a slide. Mark got a slide. Mark got a slide and you keep Spillane. Okay, okay. But what that means is the Steelers must, must decide what each player is worth. They have the right of first refusal to tender about $2.4 million dollars. They could also try to sign Spillane or Allen for a lesser amount before Wednesday, or they could let them walk. Now, again, Devin Bush is under contract through 2022. Whether the Steelers pick up 2023 is up to them with that fifth-year deal. Joe Schobert's under contract for the next several years. Could he be a cap casualty? They got, they got make it. an upgrade as well, as well with Bobby yeah. Wagner. They, but my they, point being, Ike, is if you bring in Bobby Wagner, one of those players is going to no longer be on this team. Yeah, you, you, you bring in Bobby, you sign Spillane, you're going to let Marcus Allen go, you're going to ask Joe for a pay cut, or you're going to release him. Because Joe wasn't what I was looking for. He wasn't what I thought when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just being 100% transparent with you. So uh, you would take Spillane over Joe, considering what happened with Joe last year. So do you take Spillane over Bobby Wagner? No, you take Bobby over Spillane. Um, <laughs> do you take Bobby over uh, Devin Bush? Yeah. So now you're stuck in a pickle between, you know, Spillane and Devin Bush. Okay. Even though Devin Bush was our first-round draft pick, consistently who would I have, Spillane or Devin Bush? Right now you're going to go with Spillane. But you're going to keep Devin Bush on the field because – he was your first round draft pick and he has a lot of athleticism. So that's that's just the way these uh this front office is thinking. And I just gave some insight on exactly how the front office and general managers think in the offseason. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Spillane in, uh Allen is out, uh Schober, either you either you resign or we release you to this pay cut, or we definitely bring in uh Bible Wagner if they do if they do bring in Bible Wagner. That's exactly how the pages of the book don't go. And Ike, you're not being overly critical either because Bush was a first round draft pick. And if they pick up his fifth year option in 2022, he would be making nearly $11 million. Schobert's at about $10 million a year. Why does this matter? You're talking about on-field ability. If the Steelers rank dead last in the NFL and rushing yards allowed from a defensive standpoint, again, in 2022, there's going to be problems. There's going to be major 
major problems and you're not even going to sniff the playoffs. So you've got to get that shored up. A lot of that does fall on the defensive line, which we've talked about here on the show. It seems like almost every week. But part of that as well is what are the linebackers doing to help the front seven? So you're not being overly critical. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, you sign a player like Bobby Wagner because you can help shore that up and you can help just greatly, greatly improve and upgrade your run defense. No, I don't think I'm being critical at all. I'm, I'm trying to see who's better than Bobby Wagner at the inside linebacker position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And who, and I don't think play, there are many in the play. NFL, like he's an eight-time, not just an eight-time Pro Bowler, an eight-time All-Pro, best at his position, six times on the first-team All-Pro, two times on the second-team All-Pro. All-Pro is based on merit. Remember, Pro Bowl based on fan popularity. Yeah, so that's all right then. So who you gonna match him up with? Who played better last year, Spillane or Devin Bush? Who played better out of three, Spillane, Joe, or Devin Bush? And, and that that's that's how you just go down the line. You got to take mm-hmm. your feelings out, um, especially being a general manager, a scout, especially as a, a a coach. Take your feelings out, man. Who played better than who last year? Um, is this guy coming back well off an of injury? Did I overpay one guy? Like, that's just the way you just got to look at it, man. That's just what it is. So, my personal opinion, I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers should bring Bobby Wagner in. I'm with you as well. I'm with you as well. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, Ike. And, again, we mentioned this earlier. AFC quarterbacks just keep getting better and better. And the Broncos had to make this deal too, Ike, because they've been trying to find a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. But you look at the King's ransom that the Seahawks get back. I am always a thought process and of the notion that the court, the team getting the blue chip player and the blue chip quarterback wins the trade. But when I looked at it from this perspective, Ike, of what the Seahawks got back, two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, a quarterback, a tight end, and a solid starting defensive lineman as well. What are you laughing at, Ike? Cop in here. Because I don't know if Seattle know what to do. I don't know if they know how to pick in the first round. I don't know if they know how to pick in the second round. I do know Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos is not only a hell of a move, but he upgraded himself on the offensive side. He has a tight end. He has a young running back. He has two good receivers. Um, They just paid one of their receivers, one of their young boys over there for the Denver Broncos. And we ain't even talking about their defense. They got a heck of a defense. Now it's not it's not the defense that Russell Wilson is accustomed to having when it, when he was in his earlier years, but this is a young, good Denver Broncos defense. All we talked about last year, if only the Denver Broncos could have a quarterback. And man, did they have a hell of a quarterback coming into Russell Wilson right now for this offseason? And that's all you got to understand about the Denver Broncos because it would have been they would have been that now they're an edge above. So is. Oh, I can see the Denver Broncos in the AFC championship. Yeah, I'll say this. Without Wilson, there's no chance of that. But you've got to get by Mahomes and you got to get by Herbert. And don't sleep on Derek Carr in that division either, Ike. He has way better weapons than those guys, other than Patrick Mahomes. He has way better, way better weapons on offense and defense side. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 
and keeping it in the AFC West, the Chargers trade for Khalil Mack with the Bears. I think they absolutely fleeced Chicago in this deal. And we also have the breaking news just this afternoon that the Chargers intend to sign Pro Bowl cornerback J.C. Jackson as well. So to combat the high-profile offenses in the AFC West, the Chargers making significant defensive upgrades. Uh, we lost my co-host, Ike Taylor. He's down vacationing in the Bahamas right now. And so his connection shot out as well. But with the Chargers and Khalil Mack, you, you pair Mack with Joey Bosa, and it's going to be a race to the quarterback. So, yeah, the Chargers have a great young stud quarterback in their own right with Justin Herbert. But now they'll be able to combat the Patrick Mahomes, the – uh, Russell Wilson and the Derek Carrs of the world in their own division, three quarterbacks, they have to play twice each season. They'll have significant defensive upgrades to try to slow down the opposing offenses in that potent AFC West. That division is going to be, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be violent. It's going to be maybe the best division in football in the 2022 season, really just given because of the quarterback play. And that's the reason why the Denver Broncos go and make a trade for a Russell Wilson, because they're looking around at the teams that they have to play twice a season. And that, you know, at some point in certain games, you're going to need to put up points. If you don't have a very good to an elite level quarterback in that division, good luck winning. One other move I want to make mention of the Dallas Cowboys making a trade and trading Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. The Cowboys needed to unload Cooper's salary, and so that's why the Browns acquire Amari Cooper. Now, this comes on the heels where today, on Monday, we learn that the Browns will release five-time Pro Bowl receiver Jarvis Landry. So initially, I thought that this was kind of a wash because with Landry gone, Cooper becomes the number one receiver in Cleveland. Try to figure out what do you have with Baker Mayfield and what will be his final year of his rookie deal with the Cleveland Browns this upcoming season? Remember, he played the 2021 season with a bum left shoulder pretty much throughout the course of the season, but he was not what he was the year before when he led the Browns to a playoff appearance, their first playoff appearance since the 2002 season. So it was almost two decades of what Mayfield was able to do in the 2021 season. He was not the same guy this past season. So the Browns have to figure out what they have from him. And Amari Cooper is going to try to help him with that. But you're not going to have Jarvis Landry. And what Jarvis Landry was to the Browns was the stake. And OBJ was supposed to be the sizzle. But Landry, who's been about as healthy as any player in the NFL. He consistently plays 16 game seasons, actually had some injuries this past season, but OBJ didn't work out in Cleveland. The LSU teammates were just never able to get quite in sync with Baker Mayfield. Landry was again, especially considering he's a five-time pro bowler. And so I know OBJ gets more of the headlines, especially when they were in Cleveland for that two to three year stretch, but it was really Landry who was the guy who is the stake where OBJ was the sizzle. You like to have both, but if you got to pick one, I'm taking the stake every single time. This has been another episode of Believe in Steelers. Please tune in, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'll be back next week as free agency continues to roll on. 
Ike Taylor will be back, hopefully from his vacation in the Bahamas. Want to thank the Believe Network, our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the crew over there. Today's sponsor, Bet Online, and I want to thank you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your day. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for tuning in to Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Enjoy free agency in the start of March Madness. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.